Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining me this week. Uh, with me is Ms. Ginny Saraswati from Ginny Media. And she is actually like the queen of media now and is all over the place and a Rolling Stone and handles some very large accounts that many of you will be very familiar with. So I want you to give you the list of all of them because you're going to go to her website and look at the nice big list, but there are some big ones on there. And so Ginny, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Kim. When you said the queen of media, I got a bit nervous. I'm like, wow, that's, that's huge. It's like, it's like when you have a big guest and you're like, you're the queen of everything. Queen of media is a big, big, big compliment. So I, I really, really um, am humbled by that, uh, that association. <laughs> well, I think what makes you the queen is because you're all encompassing. And not only do you have your own gig and the things that you do and the companies that you help, you've been spending time in the past year or two, forgive me for not memorizing the dates, but of getting other people to get involved in the media world and understanding about that they have a voice and everyone has a voice and they should feel free to, to share it. And their little stories and their things that go on can really empower other people and give them inspiration and encouragement. Right. And I think one of the things when we talk about media and a podcast and, and stuff, it's like, well, what do I have to talk about? Or I don't have a big company or I'm not, you know, Gary V or so why would anybody listen? And, and what I am seeing and, and have learned in partly from you is everyone has a voice. Like there are people with interests all over the world that this media, this platform, this modality has opened up to everybody anywhere to, to listen. And, and I think it's just incredible to be part of this kind of new revolution, right? I mean, it's been a while since there's been a big paradigm shift in business and how we communicate. I think like the internet was probably what comes into my head. Like, here's the big thing, but podcasting is to me kind of like the next internet. What, I mean, obviously you're very passionate about it. So what do you feel about this modality? I uh, love that you said podcasting, like you equated it to the new internet. I do believe just going off what you just said there, Kim, that the fact that we are now in a space where people are able to create their own media platform and especially like in the in the essence of what is a podcast, right? It is your own media company. It's your own vehicle to talk about the things that you may be interested in, your expertise, 
it could be a podcast on, you know, why coffee is the best thing to have in the morning. Oh, I'd listen to that. I think there are coffee podcasts. I think one of my friends in Germany produces one called Filter Stories. But like there are all these podcasts about different things and different topics. But being the new internet, I think the internet's like what, 20, 22 years now into its, it's into its maturity. Like if the internet was a person, it would be allowed to vote, drink, go to clubs. Like it's, it's there, right? It's developed. It's, it's, but you, sure. you've lost, and you've seen the success of companies built off the internet, like Amazon, biggest company in the world, built off the internet only 22 years. Like this internet's been around and we've got the biggest company in the world, Apple. Um, Apple were around before the internet, but see how these companies have exploded. And the fact that Amazon bought Whole Foods, which is a company that existed pre-internet, goes to show just how powerful this thing is. So I think podcasting is a part of the new internet. It's obviously a form of media. It's a form of communication. And I think it's going to play a big part in just day-to-day interactions. Like when you think about podcasts and you think about how much they've impacted people, like how people are listening and consuming media, it's really, we're only getting started and the podcast has not even hit its peak yet. Less than, I guess, 1% of the world's population have a podcast, if you think about it that way. And in comparison to blogs and blogs, you know, we're still getting started. You know, 600 million blogs. I think I said this to you the other time we spoke, Kim, and, you know, 37 million YouTube channels. We're just literally getting started with podcasting. It's it's great that people like you are pioneering the way because now there's a good a time as any to get started. I think I just had a flashback, so I'm going to be showing my age. But when I think about MTV, like, so for those of you that are not my age, MTV used to actually have music, okay, on it. Just <laughs> for those of you that may not know that, it was actually a music channel that was revolutionary, right, when that came out. And there's a lot of arguments that, like, Michael Jackson's thriller, he would not have become the king of pop or whatever they want to call him, it had not been that modality and that video, right? Because there were a lot of just plain old, you know, videos of people in a band and doing crazy cartoon things. And I think Bill, I'm really showing my, Billy Idol's White Wedding was every third song, perhaps, you know, and then here comes Michael Jackson with his choreographed, you know, with Thriller. I mean, in its day, it was just amazing. Like you couldn't not watch, right? You couldn't. And it changed, I think, the trajectory of his entire career because he was popular kind of, you know, some would say or some would argue maybe not before then, but that really put him on the map. And I think that that's what podcasting is doing today. It's 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 Michael Jackson's thriller, right? When you look at some of the things, because like look at Gary Vee, for an example, a lot of people wouldn't know what he is or what he does if if not for his podcast. I mean, I, I unless you're really following up on business news and all of that, but it's it's listening to things now and business people and other things as a form of entertainment as well as education. Yeah. It's an interesting story that I love the Gary Vee example because I started following him six years ago. Uh, when I started my podcast, The Ginny Show, I actually interviewed his chief heart officer, Claude Silver, who is the chief heart officer of um, Bainer Media. So when I interviewed her, I had to do research on what she did. And Gary Vee came up like, who is this guy? That his family <laughs> first and people first and honey over vinegar. I'm like, who is this guy? Like these, these concepts were like really foreign in leadership, right? You don't hear about honey over vinegar. You don't hear about a human empire. You don't hear 
business leaders talk about their teams that way. And so when I dived into who Gary Vee was, I'm like, this guy's pretty cool. And I could relate to everything he was saying, particularly about company culture, because culture really is a driving force of the success of an organization. If you can get your employees, your team members to actually focus on the work and not complaining about the work and the bosses who manage the work, a lot of stuff is going to get done. And that's oh my God, you're making my of- heart sing. We, we have, <laughs> you know, with the, the, with the clients that with and, and with anyone in business, you hear always chasing like the next penny. I'm going to get this piece of equipment or I'm going to start selling that or I'm going to start doing this. And it's like the biggest profit center right now that you have a chance to get the largest return on investment is, is your people and, and having them engaged in giving discretionary effort, right? And instead of chasing all these shiny pennies that we all love to do, there isn't anything that's going to give you more return unless you add a footprint or put on, get a bunch of equipment or add a ton of people, getting those people to, again, give discretionary effort. That's where your hidden profit is. That's where those the magic bullet, you know, is that people don't, sorry, I just got that you're like, I have this conversation all day, every day. And I'm like, oh, somebody gets it. No, a hundred. And I think also when, you know, I, I heard of Gary V when he was talking about this and speaking to Claude herself, like talking about how people, uh, it's like, and that they, they reframe their culture department or their HR to be called the people and experiences team. And I'm like, you're speaking my love language. I, I've worked for previous corporations and companies before I started my journey as an entrepreneur. And I really, really felt there was something missing and nobody out there was articulating in the way that I could connect with until I met Claude, until I kind of was revealed to Gary Vee's kind of philosophy, even his latest book, it talks about, you know, the soft skills in business. And I think I've really related to that. I do run my business in a very different way. I'm sure other people will be like, what are you doing? Like you're running it on, but it, it's true. Like I, I do have empathy and I, sometimes I do have too much of it. And it does, has been, I guess, challenging for me to mitigate that, but I would rather have too much empathy and scale back than have too little and scale forward. It's going to be a very hard, you know, line to toe sometimes. And sometimes like I have to make decisions based on my team. It may not make the most financial sense. Like I've got to back my team in certain decisions and I might make a loss financially, but they are who I have to go and back for as their leader. And I think that's a level of, it's something that is not seen as often. And I'm not saying, yo, I'm a pioneer of batting for my team. I know there are (laughs) leaders out there who do that, but it's important for culture. It's important that your team know that they're seen, they're heard, they're respected. I can't just teach uh, people how to share their voices and not practice it within my team. And there, there will be points where I don't agree with certain team members and what they say and what they bring up. But again, I can deploy that empathy and be like, listen, let's just agree to disagree. Perhaps this isn't the right fit. And then we can move on. It doesn't have to be this big, dramatic, bold and beautiful six-week, you know, <laughs> extravaganza. <laughs> well, but I think that's the the piece that's missing because when people hear about having empathy and you know, engaging your culture and backing them up, that that means everybody's going to run amok and that there aren't any rules, that there isn't accountability. And, you know, there still has to be, you know, guidelines because you as the CEO have to be strategic and you have to look, but there's, everybody has negotiables and non-negotiables and there has to be a clear understanding of, yes, this is, you know, we can work with this, but this is a, this goes against our company mission, what we're trying to provide for our customers. And, you know, we can't do that. And that's the biggest confusion. I think people are like, oh, that's going to be all mamby pamby and they're just going to run amok and there won't be any order, you know, and it's like, 
no, you, yeah. you can have both. <laughs> yeah, you can. And like, I, I think to your point too, Kim, like I'm, I'm learning too. My whole company is all freelancers, which is both a compliment because freelancers choose to be where they want to be. So I feel very grateful that they are willing to work for Ginny Media and want to actually be there. And, you know, they've got the freedom to leave when they want. It's, it's entirely up to them. However, the other part of it is sometimes like, I also know that people will be people like I think of myself and this is where empathy comes into it, where I was working for corporations. I was in my lunch break when I finished my work, I was working on Ginny Media or what was the starting days of Ginny Media, but I still finished my work, right? Like, so I have empathy for people at Ginny Media or people who will come and work for Ginny Media that this may not be their long-term career decision or long-term time investment. I'm very empathetic to that. They might be like, this is a pit stop for me. I'm going to go do my own thing. Great. And um, I've, it's been hard for me because I get very like, I like to create a family environment at Ginny Media. So when people leave, I'm like, no, don't go. Like I feel sad. <laughs> it's this whole process. But part of having a growing company or a growing team is you're going to get more people who leave and you'll get people who'll stay. Like it's just a process of, you know, pruning really. And it's just a process of aligning as you grow. It's it's just part of the growing pains of a company or like an evolution of an organization. So it's been a challenge for me too personally to kind of live to my own standards of, listen, be understanding, be empathetic. It's not always going to work out the way that you hope to, but that's also, it goes back to like as a leader, I think it's very important that you put some time, effort, energy into personal work because how you show up day to day is going to, in, in that interaction is going to impact, I guess, the trajectory of who you hire, how you grow and the kind of people and talent that you attract to your organization. So I went off on a tangent there too, Kim, but, you know, I think we're, we're tackling the rod on something here. That's right. So, so what you're seeing is the days of do as I say, not as I do are, are <laughs> because there's still a lot of people out there that think that they can, you know, say one thing and do another. And it's like, you know, when you think about honesty and integrity and almost everybody has that in their mission statement and, you know, online, like we're honest, we have integrity, we're transparent. And then, you know, it's like they, they tell little white lies because something's not ready yet for the customer. So they tell their internal customers, Hey, tell Ginny that, you know, whatever, something got broken production or this part didn't come or whatever. And so there goes your integrity and honesty out the window, right? Because it can't be just when it's convenient. So for the people that leave, I mean, that's another disconnect, I think, that a lot of business owners have. And it it's just crazy about, I don't want to train them. You know, one day they want to have their own business. I don't want to give them the whatever. It's like, holy cow. And you want people that want to aspire to be something else and something more because then they have that entrepreneurial spirit and they're learning and doing that. And it just, gosh, we could spend days on that. And (laughs) hopefully we'll come back on and talk about that because that is just the craziest mentality I've. Yeah. It's, it's the truth. Like you, you can't stop an entrepreneur from being an entrepreneur. They're going to thrive to create and make a change and make an impact. That's just who they are. And even if that's not, if they're like wanting to pursue that because of a what if, or because like they want to make sure that when they're 80 or 90 and like in the last golden years of their life, like I did that, if they want to tick that box, you can't stop them. It's it's going to happen. And I think rather than trying to hold them back and create resentment and attachment and all that sort of thing, let them go and part ways in a way that's more aligned for you. It's it's difficult. And, and I, I will admit to you, I'm, 
it's been a very messy pathway for me to get there because again, like I build such a family environment at Ginny Media, but I have, I'm learning and I say learning, not learned because I'm still learning that it's just, if people want to go, let them. It's like what Buddha says, if it comes, let it, if it goes, let it. Like it's the same thing. I don't know if Buddha actually said that it's a quote board on Instagram, but it's the same kind of essence or the theme, right? It's just, you've got to really, your people are your power in in your organization, right? You've got to really back them or let them go if they want to go, right? You can't convince someone to stay. It's like in a relationship, right, Kim? You're like, stay. You know that ultimately <laughs> you're going to end up at the same crossroads because you're, it's the force, not the flow. So yeah, that's again, another tangent, but again, we'll have to talk about this on another podcast entirely. Absolutely. Cause this is such a huge, huge disconnect for yeah. a lot of business owners for sure of that holding in a really good book about that. One of my favorites, and I think people have heard me mention before is the dream manager, um, Matthew Kelly. And it's a parable about a janitorial company and that had like a 300% per month turnover and what they did to shift it. Wow. And it's, um, it's really stuck with me over the years and it was kind of before engagement was cool. So everything in there still, I just reread it again. Cause I'm like, well, now that everybody's on the engagement, you know, train is this still, and it's still every bit and still more progressive than what most people are doing. So social media used to be the end all be all podcasting is just it is the future, right? So how do people get started? Because you mentioned in the beginning that like anybody could do it from anywhere, right? You don't need a lot of equipment. You don't need a lot of things. So anybody aspiring that's like, you know, I really want to do a podcast, but I don't know why. And I'm, and I'll have links too, because Jenny's team can actually help her Michelle Sora with the podcast accelerator, but which is what made me get off my butt to do it. But anybody can do it right from anywhere. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, okay, they have an idea and then they drag their feet and then what, what's the next step? I guess to your point, people who drag their feet, and I think, you know, you, Kim, you said that you could relate to this as well. Like you had this idea, you want to start a podcast, but like you go on Google, you type in what microphone should I buy? And Bloody two two billion searches come up. Like, who has got time for that? I mean, besides the two billion, there are two billion different opinions on exactly. which microphone, right? So, and seriously, <laughs> if anybody does have time to sift through that, like, we clearly need to. Speaking of hiring talent, we need to get that talent on board because two billion searches is a lot. And I think when it comes to a new project or a new idea, or even just the feeling of putting yourself out there it's already a vulnerability because you're the humanness in you is coming out, right? Like, oh, what am I going to talk about? What will people think of me? Who is going to listen to me? All that stuff is just like, bleh. it just comes <laughs> out of you before you've even done everything. And then you add in things like when you're Googling what microphone to buy or who to hire or what to do, that's just enough to make you go, no, nah, procrastinating. Nah, Fetal position. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. It's it's enough to make you go nuts. And and that's why that's a lot of reasons why people don't start a podcast. And when they start, they don't continue. So what you need to start a podcast literally is three things. Now, this is to start, right? So you need obviously a great Wi-Fi connection. It's what you need. Most people have that now, especially going through the pandemic. You need a computer, which again, most people have because again, pandemic and again, 2022. And the third thing you need is a microphone. Now there's two types of microphones, which is why there's like 
two types of microphones for podcasting in particular. But like, that's why 2 billion searches come up because you can be like, oh, this one, that one. So the microphone I'm using right now here, um, if you're watching on video or if you're listening, is the Shure SM7B. Michael Jackson's Thriller was actually recorded on this microphone. Not this very one, but this very model. But this is called an XLR microphone. So this is more of an advanced setup if you want to spend a bit more money. But just to start, you just need a USB microphone that will suffice to start off with. And that's it. Those three things. USB microphone, Wi-Fi, and a computer. That's it. That's all you need. Everything else, it, it will just, you just need to get behind the mic and start recording. It requires a bit of bravery, a bit of honesty, and just a bit of uh, tenacity to know that progress will come as you take each step, right? One step at a time, you'll get your podcast out like what you did, Kim. One step at a time, no matter the tech issues you had, you got there, you launched on October 19th. Wasn't that cool? <laughs> it was. And, you know, I am laughing at myself very much because I coach for a living, right? I work for a coaching company and I understand the importance of, you know, working with somebody for accountability and all of that. Yet in my head, <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, I don't need any help with this. And, you know, which was silly, right? So I dragged on for two or three years, I guess, waiting and then hooked up with you and Michelle and then boom, in eight weeks, I, I have a podcast, right? But I think that it, it is so over well, you know, for me and I'm, I'm, you know, most people look at me as a, a go getter and I just take the bull by the horns and no one would look at me and say, wow, she's a procrastinator. Anyone that works with me, I'm a like, get it done. And for some reason, yeah. this thing just, it just paralyzed me because I was like, oh my gosh. And how silly now when I look back and go, yeah, so there were a lot of choices, you know, for microphones <laughs> And there's a lot of choices for headphones. So, so what, you know, and I think also the number of, you know, when you look at, oh my gosh, there's all these podcasts, but then, you know, when you put it in perspective and use the numbers you're using, it's not even 1%, right? Of the population. So there's really no. not that much out there. No. So I, I think, I don't know, who knows if anybody likes listening to me. I mean, I... <laughs> I'm having fun doing it. Right. So that, that's, that's the important thing. Cause you know, at the end of the day, it's all about me, Jenny. So, yeah. you know, I got, <laughs> I'm having fun doing it. Although I do not listen to them. So probably that, that would be a good thing, but I can't stand hearing my voice. And You got a great voice, Kim. And I'm so proud of you for taking the courage to share it. It's great. You're bringing value to your listeners every week. Well, thank you so much. So they just have, they, they get a microphone, they have a computer, they make sure their internet's working and they just start talking, right? They start talking or what, what was the question? <laughs> I'm just, it's like that simple. I mean, it is that simple, right? And we make it so, so huge of, of yeah. this overwhelming thing. So then the next steps would be for them. If anybody's listening, they're like, gosh, okay. All right, you know, Jenny convinced me I can, you know, buy a microphone. I do have internet. I do have whatever. How do they, and I know you can't go into huge detail because of the time that we have, but what, what is the best way for them or who can they contact or look at besides obviously you of to get on the air, like a cast or any of, of that kind of stuff. Can you talk for a minute or two about that kind of platform? Absolutely. So you've got so when it comes to figuring out how to get your podcast published, right? Traditionally, you have two methods. You can either do it yourself or have it done for you, okay? So if you're going the DIY route where you want to be like, all right, DIY requires that you put in the time investment, okay? So that's going to be realistically you'll need 
probably one to five hours to invest in the time to see how it happens. When I actually released my podcast, when I came off radio, I'm like, okay, how do I do this thing on my own? I had resources, but I needed to, I need to figure out the nuts and bolts. I'm that kind of person where someone can tell me, okay, this is how you do it. But if I'm in DIY mode, I'm like, I need to know how the knee bone connects to the hip bone. Like I need to know that it's just me. I think it's just the operator in me. It's like, I need to know this process. So I spent a good five hours Googling, like, how do you get a podcast out? So when you do your your process, right, that would involve you to figure out, okay, you need what's called a media distribution platform. So a media host. So Acast is one of them. That's one that I highly recommend. Um, there's another one called Spreaker. Libsyn is another popular one. You can, There's various media hosts. If you actually Google podcast media hosting platforms, you'll see like there's all these blogs that come up, all these posts, but Acast Half is one of Half as that much as the microphone blogs. <laughs> only half though. It's only one billion. <laughs> You know, we're, we're getting, we're making progress, right? I'm sure in five years it'll be 2 billion, but for now, you know, we're okay. It's only half. But um, so you go to a media distribution platform and you see you have to upload some episode or some form of readable track for that media platform to create what's called an RSS feed. So RSS feeds are what you need. It's like a syndication feed for the apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, all Amazon for them to kind of pick up and be like, all right, I'm going to put that episode out into the world. So there's a few steps that you need to set it up. You obviously need a cover art too. So they're all things that you need to look at and put in your time investment. Or if you go with the done for you route, not the do it yourself, but the done for you route, you can come to Podcast Accelerator or you can actually hire people to do that research and set it up for you. So that's kind of how and why my business, Ginny Media, exists. Um, because we are a podcast production service and we do all of this and also why the podcast accelerator exists because we literally get you started, which is what you were a part of Kim and we got to connect and and cross paths. So that's kind of the two-step process. (laughs) Well, but I mean, you know, you make it, and I can't speak to any other experience or what, because I honestly didn't, once I Googled how do you do this or what equipment I was like done. Yeah. This is like, no, yeah. But, you know, from my experience to, to have someone take away that technical part of it and just let me do me, you know what I mean? It, it was very freeing. And then it's like, oh, okay, somebody can help me and partner with me like along the way. Right. And so sometimes I know I ask the silliest questions when I <laughs> or in the group, but it's like, yeah. I don't know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And it's yeah. like anything else that you do in life, you always try to surround yourself with people that, that are experts or can make you better, can make you grow. And I, and I think this is, you know, the same kind of experience, right? Because you, you want to go to people that know what's going on. And so I know I'm making this sound like a commercial, which it's not. And so I apologize to everybody, but I just, if you have this idea that you want to do this and you're kind of stuck and paralyzed, then you need to reach out for help and, and do that. And you, I mean, you have some pretty big name clients that you work with. So it is amazing to me that you find time to kind of work with the, in the podcast accelerator, like people like myself and just people getting started. Can you just share a minute about why you do that? Because you really, you don't need to, I mean, obviously, you know, when anybody goes online and looks at JennyMedia.com and sees who your clients are, you, you don't need us. You're not going anywhere with that. <laughs> it's very humbling. Like when you, when you say things like that, but at the other part of me is like, I was also once 
a voice that was scared to speak. And I think if anybody's listened to my radio journey, when I signed up for this course, this is how my radio career started in Australia. I signed up for this course called Certificate 3 in Radio Broadcasting. I was so excited because I was in the middle of my college degree. I'm like, oh, I've got film and TV. I'll just chuck radio in there and then, you know, do that. And I remember the application form, how daunting it was for me to fill it out because the application form to this course was like, well, what do you want to do at Joy? And I'm like, cleaning, administration, front desk, (laughs) everything but getting on air. Like I was petrified. I mean, even though I had theater experience, I'd done a little bit of film, like I was, I was okay being a chameleon, like that's good, but I was okay reading a script. But when I had to be myself behind the mic, like, forget it. I remember that feeling. And I remember that if I didn't have the people there to guide me and to teach me and to build that confidence in me, I wouldn't be. Ginny Media would not exist. You and I would not be having this conversation. I wouldn't have met the amazing people that I have. I wouldn't be able to collaborate with the amazing people that I do. And I wouldn't be able to hire the amazing talent that I am able to work with at Ginny Media. It's It was those things. So it just takes someone. And I I really do remember where I've come from. Like I'm from Sri Lanka. We podcasting isn't, I don't even know if people know what podcasting is. I have this joke with my family. They think I sell radios for a living. So I'm like, all right, we'll run with that. Um, But it's just, I'm very aware of where I've come from. And and I'm very humbled by that. And I, I keep that in my perspective. Like this is where I've come from. This is what I'm doing. And to be able to work with new voices and to help them give the confidence, like, where you'll be in three, five years, Kim, I'm really excited because you might be like, listen, I'm running this this whole shiz for automotive companies <laughs> who are like in local areas. Like I'm excited to see where you will be in the next three to five years. But for me, it's a passion project for me. And it's also, it's just great. The people that you get to connect with and the people that you see blossom from, I don't know what a USB cord is to making their first four figures off their podcast is just like you can't put a price tag on that. No matter what corporate client I sign, like that price tag is like, you, it's priceless really. So that's why I do it. And that's why I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And for everybody listening, this is the new future of business, of life, of communication. This modality is not going to go away. And if you don't start doing something with this now, you are going to be kicking yourself in the butt in a few years saying, why didn't I start doing that then? Why didn't I get established? Why didn't I keep going and, and, and pursue this? Because people are not consuming information the way they used to. And that is not going to go back. We're not going to go back to the printed newspapers and the, you know, we're, we're, we're not going back to that, you know, and so it's going to be a constant evolution of, of, the consumables for how do we get it and you know in the car and when you're cleaning when you're doing whatever to be able to listen and get information and and not have it interrupt anything else if you want to plus a lot of them are very entertaining and you really get like a relationship I think you feel like when you're listening to somebody and getting insights and so the automotive industry does not always seem very exciting but everybody in the industry has a story. They have a story how they got started. They have a story why they do what they do. They have internal customers that have stories and you need to get your stories out there. And that is going to do a lot, I think, to elevate the reputation too of our industry because automotive repairs right up there with, you know, ambulance chase or lawyers and whatever else, you know, that people think, right? And so this is an opportunity to change how the world views us in our industry. So, so do it, do it, do it. 
If you're scared to do it on your own, um, the links for Podcast Accelerator will be in there. And if you don't want to do that, do it by yourself, but but do it, make it happen. So Jenny, final words for our listeners? Do it. Listen to Kim Hickey. <laughs> that, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> all right. Thank you Listen. so much for joining me. And hopefully you'll be back on and talk about um, leadership and your journey there because there's there's a huge disconnect that I think a lot of people got to get on the bus. So. Yeah. And they'll have no choice but to. But again, let's save that for the next conversation. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.